I think there's no more important word than hello, because you never know what's going to happen after hello. And I think there's no more important function in business than business development because revenue drives everything. Hey friends, it's Steve. If I offered to write a client getting book for you in just 60 days, would you take me up on it? I've recorded a 15 minute video showing you our magnetic author method and explaining how it all works. It's up now at magneticauthor.co slash video. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. My name's Steve Gordon. I'm your host. And today we got a fantastic interview. It's been on the calendar for a little while. I've been looking forward to talking to our guest today. Uh, he is a client. Uh, he's someone who I, I hope he will allow me to call him a friend. We've gotten to know each other Thank over the last six or seven months as he's been working with us to write a book. And I asked him to come on today because... Our guest, Charlie Moon, is an absolute expert at helping professionals sell more and do it in a way that will make you feel good. And we're going to talk today about some insights that he has that I got to have the privilege of kind of seeing before the world saw them as he wrote his book. And I think they're going to change the way that you look at, at selling uh, in your business. So uh, so I'm excited about it. Uh, if you don't know Charlie, he has worked every day of the past 30 years helping professionals of every stripe uh, understand the real importance of visibility management and the sales process from, uh, as he likes to say, from before hello to infinity and beyond. Um, and uh, he has worked with and converted bankers, accountants, architects, and engineers to understand that it's not really the most technically competent professional that is successful. It's those that make their competencies visible. He's going to show us how to do that today. He has heard every excuse from every professional who didn't want to go sell and didn't want to do business development. So uh, he might challenge your thinking there. And when you start to listen to his process, you're going to see it. It absolutely will take your process and turn you from an order taker into a rainmaker, turn the business development people on your team from order takers into rainmakers. Uh, honestly, wish I'd met him back when I owned a, uh, an engineering firm because uh, probably would have helped us a tremendous amount. So Charlie Moon, welcome to the Unstoppable CEO. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. I appreciate the offer. I appreciate the invitation and the introduction. You made me sound better than I am. So thank you for that, Steve. Well, you have a lot to live up to now, right? That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly so, right. In the intro, it, it, it said you've been doing this uh, every day for the last 30 years. So um, give us uh, a quick tour of what got you over the last 30 years to become the expert in selling for professional services. I was a sales. So I got out of college with a degree in voice and education and went into sales and sales management so I could actually make a living, to be honest. And what I saw happening was I put together this process and started working on it and started figuring this out. And then I decided that, you know, I'm not a grand champion salesperson. I'm not, my family's not grand champion salespeople. My family comes from education, counseling, and service to others. And my parents owned a flower shop and greenhouse for 38 years in a small town. People think I'd know a lot about flowers. I know a lot about how to deliver flowers. So I was out every day at four o'clock making cold calls and everybody smiled when I walked up to the door. And I thought that's the way cold calls went. 
And so that's what I've, that's my, that's been the way I've done business forever. So I was working in a radio station as a sales manager, and I ran across some information that really was the next level for business development and sales. Because what, if you look at all, not all of them, but you look at a lot of sales trainers, and there's a jillion of them out there. And they all started hello, and they take everybody through thank you. Here's the perfect thing you have to say, Steve. Here's the introduction. Here's the influence. Here's the here's this process. And what they forget and what they don't take into consideration is if the person's going to go talk to somebody. Because what happens is, and, and, and I see this all the time in engineers, accountants, and architects, and attorneys, and any of these professionals, consultants included, you listeners, what happens is, they go through an emotional short circuit before they say hello. And that emotional short circuit triggers and they don't say hello to enough people. And that's the, that's really the hidden link in all this is that they just don't say hello to enough people. And, you know, all sales managers want to hire some racehorse and they use a subjective process to find them. And so when I found this objective process, which is an assessment, which is a story that these people write about themselves. Then we look at 21 different areas and we see if this, if, if should be at about an 11 syllable word, because we're going to see if that's a big word, if they'll go talk to enough people to be successful, if they will make their competencies visible. We see people all the time who are technically competent. They have the skills. They went through CPA training. They went through architecture. They went through accounting. They, you know, they understand balance sheets and income statements, but we can't get them outside because that emotional short, short circuit triggers and they won't go say hello to people. They'd rather look at a spreadsheet than look at a stranger. And that's where I come in with this, this process. So my process is different in that it starts out here in front of hello, helps people say hello, and then we go all the way through follow-up to infinity and beyond. And some sales cycles seem like it's to infinity and beyond. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, so, they do. Yeah. That's so that's what got me here is when I found that. And then I started going to radio stations and car dealers and and like that just locally because all those people need to make their competencies visible. It's not the most technically competent salesperson that knows every close and every, every angle. It's the one that people are visible. They're visible and they see them and want to do business with them. So visibility management is so important. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I love this, this idea of, as you call it, working left of hello. And thank you. Uh, and really, folks, what what the way Charlie describes it, imagine a continuum through the sales process where at the very left end is where everything begins. Somewhere in the middle, you say hello to the prospect. Um, and then somewhere beyond that to the right is where everything kind of goes through the, you know, your sales process. And so, Charlie, that idea of working left of hello, that is to me, that's the hardest area to work in. That's what, you know, we work with a lot of folks in financial services. The term they use over there is prospecting, right? That's all the work that you're, you're doing before you talk to an actual person. Talk us through a little bit of 
of what happens to the left of hello and why it's such a big problem. I'm trying to get this all boiled down to just a few sound bites because this is this is 30 years of of what I've been working with sitting down with people one-on-one -on -one after they do this assessment, take this assessment, and then I interpret the results, write a prescription that's based on what the psychometricians and the psychologists that wrote this thing taught us. And in 1991, I was fortunate enough to go spend a week with the two psychologists that wrote this. And so what happens is the technical skills, people think those technical skills will carry us and they won't. We have to go talk to people. We have to interact with them. Um, I had an engineer tell me one time, it's my favorite engineer quote, he said, and he was dead serious. And he said, well, he said, I'll tell you this, things go really well until you get people involved. <laughs> I don't know if we can do anything without people involved. So what happens is we look at imposters, we look at behaviors, we look at there's R traits and do traits in salespeople. And if you ask a person to, to explain us, tell me what a salesperson does, they'll, they'll list out these R traits. They're engaging, they're this, they're this, they're this. And it's all those, those components of a salesperson. And the do traits are things that they actually have to do. And, it, and will they go do prospecting? Will they walk through the door? <laughs> Will they engage and initiate contact? So we look at those areas and what happens is we see what's holding them back. And it's, it's a real simple analogy and all this, all this information we gather, they have a brake and they have an accelerator in a car. And if we wanna know how much this person's pushing on the gas and going and how much they're slowing themselves down and slowing down production. Because when a, when a salesperson's hired, the sales manager wants to know how much will they produce, how soon will they produce it, and how much is it gonna to cost to get them there? Fair enough? Absolutely. And, and so what we have to do is we have to know what's going on with that person in an objective manner so that we know we have to validate. <laughs> I used to do a workshop and I'd love to tell this story. It's called how to hire salespeople without getting sold. And I remember sitting in a restaurant one day with a guy that owned some radio stations and he was eating his salad and he was looking down at the table. And I said, well, what happens is salespeople come in and they need a job and you need what they have. And so you buy what they're selling. And sometimes that's the best sale they ever make. And he just looked up with this dumbfounded look on his face. And he said, that's exactly what I do. And I said, yeah, because you're using a subjective process to hire. So we look at, does the person have sufficient motivation? Because if they don't have a sufficient energy level to initiate contact, it's like hooking up a nine volt battery to a car. Well, that's not going to work. However, what happens is that we sometimes run into people that have a lot of energy and they, they get up in the morning and they go, they don't know where they're going. They don't have any goals. And so they're, they're all dressed up, no place to go, all hat, no cattle. <laughs> and then we see people who have a lot of irons in the fire and that's called goal diffusion. And what they do is they start a lot of projects 
and they don't complete them. And I and what happens is corporations flatten the organization. They put more duties on people and it causes goal diffusion. They start something, they stop it. I had a, a person last summer call me, told him I was working with her and she said, my husband calls me Miss Three Quarters because everything I do, I start, get about three fourths of the way finished and then I quit and go start something else. I had a guy one time sitting in a session, I had about 35 people in there and he he raised his hand and he said, "Is he's, well, we were talking about goal diffusion. He said, is that why I have the ladder in my living room and the paint on it and the brushes and the tarp and everything ready? And I said, yeah, how long has it been sitting there? And he said, six months. <laughs> start start projects and don't finish. So we we initiate a lot of contact sometimes, but we don't follow up. And so that's this goal diffusion. So we look at that. Then we look at the behaviors, these do traits that are going on. And you know sometimes people are super super nice, and they put everybody's needs in front of their own. And then when it comes time to initiate contact, they go, well, he's busy. I don't want to bother Steve. He's, you know, he's, uh, you see him at a cocktail party. And then we have people that will only prospect down. And that is, so a good example is a financial planner in a bank uh, who, who suffers from this. What happens is they say they're a five, but if they have this social self-conscious, they don't prospect people of wealth, prestige, and power. What happens is they prospect down. So they'll go bag the tellers for referrals all day long because they can do that, but they won't go talk to the CFO and the CEO and the, the lenders because, well, I don't want to bother them. And really the problem is, is in their own head of not wanting to initiate contact with people they see as wealthy, prestigious, powerful, or more educated than they are. And so we look at all that and that helps us understand what's holding us back. It's it's our brake and our accelerator score tells us if we're going to initiate contact in sufficient numbers to be successful. Whew. Is that enough or do you need more? <laughs> I can go on. Well, I've been going on about this for 30 years, Steve. <laughs> well, I want to key on that last thing that you said. Initiate contact in sufficient numbers to be successful. And one of the things that we've identified with all the clients that we've worked with over the years is that the number one reason that professionals get frustrated and feel like they're on this, this you know, roller coaster of, you know, never enough, you know, they'll get in a, a trough where there's not enough work and no, no projects, they'll get busy and hustle and go do some business development. They'll come out of that and they'll be so busy. They'll come back down the other side. Well, part of that is that they, there's no system, right. but but the kind of underlying cause is that they never create enough opportunities to get out of that cycle. So one way to get out of that cycle is to build a system and it kind of runs on that slow burn. So instead of going up and down, you're just sort of even all the way across. But the other way to get out of that problem is you, you create breakaway velocity at the top of the you know, of the hill. So instead of staying on the tracks, you're going to sprout wings and you're going to start flying, right? It's because you've created so much opportunity that as the owner of that professional service firm, as it's growing, you, you get enough excess opportunity that you can bring on other people. You can start to grow and you can start to multiply the firm. 
but it's hard to see enough people to kind of break free. So how do you help somebody think through what's the right amount of seeing enough people to get them where they want to go? Right. Well, we have a software system that we use that is that we measure metrics and we do individual development plans with with individual producers. We have an internal accountability coach and I'm their external accountability coach and I help them manage that process so that they're they're dialed in on these metrics. And then every week we set this up so that every week the people are getting reminders of what you're supposed to do, what they were supposed to do. My model, my components model is embrace. And that's what we want people to do is embrace business development. We do that through education. We do it through mentoring. We do that through birthing a process, creating routines. And then the capital A, because I think this is the second, the most important word is accountability. And the next letter is C in the embrace model is consistency. And those two things, accountability and consistency are most important. And then E, the last letter in the embrace model is execute. Because what happens is if we hold people accountable and we're consistent in it, but we don't go execute it, <laughs> we've just talked, we just made a bunch of noise. You know, people say, well, I'll try. And I say, trying's a noisy way of not doing something. You know, try, try, try to hand me that cup. And I do this all the time. I say, try to hand me that glass of water you're drinking out of. And they'll look at, well, you're, you're doing it, Steve. You're not trying, trying. You're, you're doing it right. You're, you're, yeah. So they say, well, we'll try and trying's a noisy way of not doing something. So, so we, we set those metrics up and on the internal accountability coach, there's, there's two kinds of power. There's position power and there's personal power. And when I work with people, either virtually or in person, the, the personal power, they'll go for a ways, but when things get sticky, they'll go, I don't report to you. And so what we like is an internal accountability coach, somebody that decides if they get a raise next year, somebody they report to, somebody that signs the check, maybe it's the owner of the business, whatever, but they have position power and that position power they know they need to do what's expected. So through this software that we use, it helps hold people accountable. And then we talk about consistency a lot, that you have to be consistent. But what happens, and I told a client this the other day, I said, I guarantee you that your people, if you go out there and stand by that Keurig machine right there, I said, if you if you listen, you'll hear them talking about, well, once, once Charlie leaves, you know, he he kind of coaches us through this process. And then as soon as he leaves, we'll get back to usual stuff. And he goes, I guarantee you they're talking about that. And that's because he's lacked the consistency because you run into three problems. You run into three problems when you're running an organization. It's either a people problem, it's a plan problem, or it's a process problem. The people problem is not having the right people in the right seats or the right plan or the right process. And so on my website, it's getcharliemoon.com. I have a business development checkup. And what that does is it looks at people plan and process and people complete that. And then the results come to me and I interpret it. And then we get on the phone and I say, here's what's going on. And 
then it, it helps them really sit down in a seat and look at business development and what am I doing? Because I think there's no more important word than hello, because you never know what's going to happen after hello. And I think there's no more important function in business than business development because revenue drives everything. So your approach really is to first look at the people and assess the people who are tasked with business development inside the firm. And some of those people are, they're going to come back and that assessment's going to say, yeah, they're the right person. And the the firm owner probably knew that already because they're the ones that are out and producing because they're aligned with that already, with those behaviors. Then you're going to have some people who are probably a little bit on the fence, like they, they could do it, but mm-hmm. it's not, a, it's not natural for them, but maybe with some development, they'll get better and more comfortable. And then you probably got a third category of people that just aren't a fit for business development. So if I'm the firm owner and you've just, you've assessed all of my people, let's say I've got, you know, small firm, I've got 15 people and five of them are professionals that I want to go do business development at some level. And out of those five, I got one, maybe that's a natural And I got two that are in that middle category and I got two that are in that lower lower category. Do I have to fire the two in the lower category now? If you set this system up and are accountable with, with yourself and with the people that report to you and you're consistent and you set the expectation, I've had people come in and fire themselves. And it, and it, what happens is, they know the expectation and we give them all the tools to be successful. Now, is everybody going to be a hundred miles an hour? No, but they're going to know the things they need to work on through the profiles that we use because we don't, we, we look at visibility, we look at behavior and we look at values. And so they know all this. So it's transparent. And I'm real transparent with people. I think anytime somebody comes into a performance appraisal situation and they don't know what's going to be said, that I as a manager, I as a coach have not done my job because they need to know what's going on so that they're so that they can perform. People don't go to work to screw up. I mean, they don't. But what happens is we don't communicate with them. We don't know we don't set the expectation. We don't tell them where they are and where we where we need them to go and show them the vision of where we want to build this business to. And then they're just wandering around doing the best they can based on what they think, but that may not be what you think. So you need to be clear on that communication. So we have the prescription that says, here's what's going on. And the nice thing is in the back of the book, the front part of the book is a, the, accompanies this assessment. The front part of the book is here's what's going on. Because frankly, nobody thinks about this out in front of hello. I didn't when I was a sales manager. And then I, I saw this and I went, oh my God, it's a missing link. So the front part of the book about is about here's what's going on. The back part of the book is here's what to do about it. Here's how to learn to control that behavior rather than letting it control you. And I had a CPA tell me last summer that I was working with, she said, you know what you've done for me is you've helped me understand the value of visibility. And she said, now I control those nagging doubts that are in my head 
instead of them controlling me. She said this year, she's a, she's a wonderful person. She's a mom, three kids, husband's a firefighter. I mean, the all-American family, and she's a CPA. And she said, this year, I got a free trip to Florida, which is no big deal for you. But if you live in the middle of America, that's a big deal to a mom with three kids. She said, I got a trip to Florida to present at a national conference. And typically what I would have done is I would have thought, no, somebody else needs to go do that. I'm not the person. And she said, what I understand now through this visibility management is I am the person. She said the other day, the managing partner and I and a CFO were meeting, and she said, I was sitting there explaining to them what I knew, and I made my technical, she didn't say I made my technical skills visible, but that's what she did. Whereas before, she would have been this shrinking violet and just been quiet and not done that. So, so those are the kind of things that you can provide people to help them be successful and it quantifies what's going on. It validates it. You, you said the, the owner probably probably has a good idea of what's going on, but they're guessing. And what mm-hmm. what we do when we work through this process is we quantify that behavior and we we it, because they write this story about themselves. And then when we go through the interpretation, they go, ah, okay. And, and I have people, it's, it's interesting. I, I used to think it was not funny, but it's people would say, it's like, you've been following me around. You know, <laughs> I was that way. I, I, uh, I suffered myself from what we call gold diffusion. I would start a bunch of stuff and I wouldn't finish it. And I thought it was just, just got to have a lot going on. And it's like, yeah, well, what light goes farther? a fluorescent light bulb or a laser beam. You know, everybody now tells you that if you're in business, you got to be clear on what you're doing. You got to focus on what you're doing and then go execute it, right? And this goal diffusion of starting a bunch of stuff and not finishing it and all that, that, you just have one source of energy, one amount of energy. And what happens is we start and stop and start and stop. And that's just burning energy without getting anything done. When you're working with a firm and you've you've gone through the assessment process and you've kind of identified where the, the the gaps are, and you begin to put the process in place, you know you begin to kind of teach them through that your embrace method. What are some of the first steps? We probably don't have time to go through all of it, but what are some of the first steps to take somebody who uh, maybe is really willing to go do the business development, but you know it scares them. They've had fear of it. They haven't been successful at it before. How do you get them to go open those new relationships and and begin down that process? The the first thing we do is we prepare them for the journey. And we say, here's where we are. Here's where you are. And here's where we want you to go. And and Bill Bridges, William Bridges talked about this in in his transition book. And we want to go from the old way to the new and we go through the middle, which is the, we, he called it, I believe, the valley of despair. I was standing in an airport one night talking to the sales manager of a bank that uh, they had just bought a bank with 178 employees. And I said, I said, what are you going to do for the employees? And she said, well, next Tuesday, I'm going out teaching them the products. And I said, no, uh, you know, I, I didn't say that to her. I just thought to myself, no, that's for the bank. And I said, what are you doing for the employees? 
And she said in her big lunchroom voice, next Tuesday, I'm going out and teaching them the products. And I thought, okay, Betty, you, I love you, but you missed the, missed the point here. Because these people are going from a safe, predictable environment of being order takers. And we're going to have them go to work for a publicly traded company, blah, blah, blah. And it's a new world. And so we need to help them through that transition. So that's what I do when we start with somebody is help prepare them for that journey so they know that this that this is coming and they're aware of it. I even show them the exit ramps of where they'll just they'll they'll say this isn't for me and they'll because what they want to do is they want the old way and then they'll want to go back to the old way and it becomes this loop. And so the profile, the assessments that I use and the process that I use really clears the smoke out of the room gets all those mirrors out of the room because in this this assessment we have uh, validity filters that tell us if we're dealing with real information you know because people will sway things to look good or they're overly critical of themselves and so so we go through all that and we really set the stage of here's where you are and then we show them here's where we want to go through that individual development plan and show them the path and they, and if they want to do it, they can. But you know, the most important thing to have is desire. <laughs> You've seen people that aren't skilled, aren't talented, and they're really successful. And that's because that guy or that lady wanted it worse than anybody else. And they went and did it. I had a CPA last summer tell me, he said, I, this guy does 10,000 page tax returns. And he told me, I know that sounds crazy, but he does. <laughs> and he's a great technician. And he told me when we started, he said, I have no ego tied to this at all. I am going to do whatever you tell me to do, because this is what I need to do to be successful in this. And so when you, when you prepare them for that journey and you show them the path and they opt to go down it and they become more successful. I love it. I, the this whole process, I think, it's really holistic. You know, you you're dealing with the person. Uh, that's one of the really frustrating things that I found. So, kind of coming through the journey of trying to to learn sales and marketing from a professional services perspective, there's not a lot of teaching out there that teaches you how to sell when what you're selling is you know yourself. Most of the time. And for, for most professionals, that's, let's be honest, that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. And, and so for all kinds of reasons, it's difficult. You know, there's a lot of mindset issues around that. And when you go out to find sales training in the marketplace, well, what we found was a lot of training that was really developed to help product salespeople go sell product, mm -hmm. not professionals go sell themselves. Mm -hmm. And what I like about your approach is you are actually saying, no, the most important thing we have to do here is we have to start with the person. We've got a person who, if they're not hitting it out of the park already, they're reluctant for some reason. And so what's going on. Yeah. I mean, we can't just give them some closing script and a couple of, uh, you know, cute little tricks to, you know, engage somebody in a networking event. You've got to start there and you got to change their mindset. And you got to get them buy in, and you got to show them where the, where the the you know the weaknesses are, and where the strengths are, and how to leverage the strengths to overcome the weaknesses, and, and do all that. And then you put, then you put in place a process. And I know we're getting short on time, but I want to, I want to end a little bit on the process because you've got a whole series of 
rhythms that you get people into. And I, I just think that's so powerful. So for somebody who isn't natural at selling, you set it up so that they don't really have to do a lot of thinking. <laughs> you know, it's like, follow the plan. Let's be consistent. Let, here's the plan. Let's be consistent. Let's follow the plan. It's not that hard. If, if we can get them to be consistent. And I, I developed this. And as I was thinking about it, I thought, really, what you want is the precision of a drum line. You know, I, I like watching our son went to K-State, Kansas State University, and, and watching the K-State drum line, that there's 20 drummers and they're all doing exactly the same thing. And it's all very precise. And I thought, wouldn't it be great to have a group of people that are working for you that are that precise, that, that all their energy is going in the same direction and they're all out there producing and doing what they're supposed to. And so I developed these cadences. And the first one is around prospecting because we got to identify the right prospect. We got to focus and execute on the right prospect and identify that prospect. And a lot of people can't tell you who they want their prospect to be. And then the second cadence is around engagement. And notice I didn't say selling because this works for, for nonprofits because they're out engaging donors. It works for for for-profits and it, the content changes somewhat, but the process stays the same. So when we engage people, we have to be able to share a story with them to get them to understand what we're talking about because the brain is invented to protect us and help us survive. And what we do is we complicate it. And so by giving them the engagement process and helping them understand that there are questions that you ask that will hurt your results, and there are questions that you ask that will help them figure, help your prospect and your, your person you're engaging with come to the conclusion you want them to come to. And so we do the engagement cadence. And then there's a follow-up cadence because I think the worst thing that happens is we all know sales cycles are long now, right? And it just takes, it's they drag on. And so what we, and they never happen quick enough. I don't care if they... <laughs> What happens? They're not quick enough. But the follow-up cadence, what you don't want to have happen is for you as a business owner or a sales manager is to have your, your weekly meeting with them and you sit down and you say, okay, what's going on? And they say, well, I left that guy a voicemail. And you, right, you just go, oh my gosh. Well, I don't know. He didn't respond to my email. And we could go on you know, for 40 minutes about this, but, but having those cadences in place so that it works like a drum line, that makes a difference in prospecting and figuring out that prospect and what it looks like and how to go about that. And then engaging and follow up. You know, I, I, I tell people I've been doing this for 30 years with just professional services people. And so you, 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 you kind of figure some stuff out. I was, talking to a friend of mine one time, he's a president of a bank and he turned banks around. He's a great guy. And, and I, and he predicted that financial meltdown in 2008, just like it was going to happen. And, and I was talking to him a few years later and I said, you know, you figured that out. You, you, you predicted it just like it was going to happen. And it did, it did happen. And he said, well, I'll tell you, I'm not very smart, but I am old. And he's seen this before, you know, you think Steve about, you know, we've been around for a while. You think about, we've been around long enough to see these things and, and it doesn't change. You got content and process and making it work. So, so 
What I'd like to encourage people to do, if I, if I may, is to go to my website, getcharliemoon.com, because one of three things can happen. The first thing that can happen after you get to thinking about this out there in podcast land, the first thing you can do is just settle for the status quo. And you know how that's working for you. And the second thing you can do is, is you can could hire somebody as an employee. But the problem is, is once you buy the kids a dog, you got to feed it every day, whether the kids are playing with the dog or not. Once you hire a, a sales manager or a person, you're stuck with them until you can figure out how to get rid of them. And so so that's the step number two. Or the third thing is you can get Charlie Moon. And, and what I'd like for you to do is go out to my website and for free, you can download my book called How to Turn Order Takers into Rainmakers. And that's free. Download it. You can buy it on Amazon. The next thing I'd like for them to think about is, is or to do is the business development checkup. Just go out there and, and answer those questions and really sit down in your seat and take a look at your business development process and see if it's if it's where we're at. We'll score it. We'll look at people, plan, and process. Because if you don't pay attention to people, plan, and process, you get the fourth P, which is problems. So people, plan, and process, and look at that. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna make an offer to the to the people that are out there, is I'm gonna draw three names. When this podcast goes up in October of 2021, at the end of the month around Halloween, I'm going to draw three names and I'm going to do three behavioral assessments. And, and I got wound out talking about things and we didn't talk about behavior and values like I was planning on. But what happens is sometimes people, I had a guy one time tell me, he said, when my son goes in to a room full of people, he comes out with a deal. And when my daughter goes into a room full of people, she comes out with a room full of friends. Well, if that is a value system, somebody who values money over people or people over money, and we look at values. So in these assessments, we also look at values and behavior. So I'll, I'll do three of those assessments. And I'll, what I do is I'll email you a link, you take it, I'll email you back the results, and then we'll get on a phone call and we'll go through it and say, here's what's going on. Because we want to know how people are in front of clients and we want to know why they're that way in front of clients. Behavior is how values is why. So we'll do three of those and, and I'll just draw three names and we're not doing it for everybody. We're doing it for three people. Okay. <laughs> and then I would like to offer one of these uh, visibility management assessments and same process to one person. We'll do one person. We'll draw it end of October and we'll, we'll get it done for you before Christmas and we'll get on the phone and we'll talk about visibility management and why visibility management's important. And we'll say, here's the story that you wrote about yourself and here's what's going on and give them some, some ideas and tips to manage that so that they control the behavior that's holding them back and keeping their wallet running on empty rather than letting that behavior control them. So, I don't want to sound like Oprah. I'll give you, a, you know, <laughs> I'll do that. But, uh, but I do want to tell you, I'd, li I'd like to encourage people to be like my brother, Bob. I have a brother, Bob, that was 56 and he had a heart transplant. And, you know, you think about that, it's a pretty tough deal. And whew, he called me not too long after his heart transplant. And he lived in a 5,500 square foot home with his wife. And he, he said, I'm going to build a studio onto my house. And I said, you know, he said, I've got all this, he was an architect, real estate development consultant. And he said, I've got all this 
welding equipment and woodworking equipment, computers and books and all this stuff. And I'm going to put it one room. I want to build a studio on my house. And I said, what are you going to do out there, Bob? And Bob said, you know, I don't know, but if I don't build it, I'll never know. And if you think about it, we all ought to be like Bob and go, you know, I don't know if, if this guy from Kansas's process works or not, but I can download the book and, and look at it and see if it makes sense. And if it does, I'm big on it's got to make sense for all of us or it won't make sense for any of us. So I just encourage him to do that. I also want to tell you, thank you for helping me get my thoughts in place. I had all this stuff in my head and I needed to get it on paper. And I looked around and I found a guy who understood professional services, business development, Steve Gordon. And I came to you and said, said, you know, help me get this out of my head. And I, I honestly, I didn't know I had enough content. And you said, oh, yeah, as old as you are. No, you didn't say that. You, <laughs> said, you didn't say that. You said, yeah, you've got enough content. Let's let, here's the template. Here's what you do. And, and we went through the process and, and it's, it's really, really made a difference in my life because you hand, hand people a book and then you're somebody. Um, I handed one last night to two realtors, the, the wife of two realtors that um, she's like the number one person for their company. And they have a whole string of realtors and the, the book makes a difference and takes you to a whole nother level. So I hope everybody you work with, Steve, is as nice to you as you have been to me as we've gone through this process because it's been very helpful. So um, I'm super excited. It's a great book. Thank you. Um, you know, we, we do lots of books and uh, this is one that I'm particularly proud of, of being involved in. So folks, Go get Charlie's book. Uh, thank you for the generous offer, by the way, for, for giving that to everybody in the audience and all of the other things that uh, that you're making available. Um, so the website is getcharliemoon.com. Um, if they put, a, what, a forward slash uh, free dash book, they get it. Is that right? You know, I've told people <laughs> what you do is go to getcharliemoon.com. And if you can't figure out how to get the free book, we probably don't want to work together. Just go to getcharliemoon.com and it'll pop up right there. There's a picture of a frustrated guy banging on a laptop and to the right, it says free book download. So you enter your first name and your email address and that's, I'll get your email address so I can draw for the, for the assessments of, for the people that I offered them to. So yeah, if they can, if they can't figure out how to get it, let's <laughs> yeah. So I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank hey, thanks you. for being here. And uh, thanks for teeing me up for an announcement. Just a uh, quick announcement before we wrap things up. We have uh, here coming up in just about a week uh, on October 12th, we have our new program, the Author Accelerate, actually my new program. First uh, did it uh, a little over a year ago and we're relaunching it for a new group of 10 entrepreneurs who want to get their book done by the end of the year. And if that is you and you're listening to this before October 12th, 2021, go to unstoppableceo.net slash accelerator and get on the waiting list. You need to get on the waiting list because we're going to open up registration to people who are on the waiting list first. There are only 10 spots 
And so I would imagine that we probably won't get beyond the waiting list, but um, if that's something you're interested in, get on the waiting list. There's no cost to do that. And we're going to send you a few little goodies um, if, if you're there anyway. So you got nothing to lose and uh, do that. And then go get Charlie's book at getcharliemoon.com. And we will see you on the next episode of the Unstoppable CEO Podcast.